Is, is it just an Audacity thing? It is. I don't yeah, think it's just an Audacity thing. <laughs> I think it's almost any input that's run on a Windows system because you know Windows is. It's like, oh, did you want this to be your default communication? Or is this your default microphone? I think my favorite <sighs> version thing of Microsoft is you go in and you're like, hey, Microsoft, I don't want to use Edge. I want to use Chrome. And they're like, yeah. are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Are you sure you're sure? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. Okay, okay. And then you take a Windows update like two months later and it's like, you want to do Edge? You want to do Edge? Yeah. No, I already told you this. No, fuck off. Are you <laughs> yeah, sure? Yeah. You really sure? No, no, well, I'm going to change it anyway for you. You should try it out anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go fuck yourself. Just try it out. See what you think. Yeah, and then the next update does the same fucking yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, I yeah, fucking yeah. hate it. Like I forgot. I forgot that Chrome was my preferred browser. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or did you forget? <laughs> they try so hard. And then they're the worst one. That's not even the worst one because Chrome and Edge now are kind of the same. They're quite almost literally the well, same. Well, yeah, they're, they're both Chromium. They're browsers. both Chromium. That's not where I get pissed off. Where I get pissed off is, do you want to use an inferior PDF product? Do you want to use Microsoft <laughs> Edge for your PDF? No, I don't. Are you sure you sure? Yeah. No, I installed Adobe Reader for a very specific reason. My work PC is currently defaulted then, and I gave up on it. I gave up ages ago. Whenever I try to open a PDF, now it always wants to open it within the browser. I'm like, you know what? Whatever at this point. Uh, I don't care anymore. You've let Microsoft win. I know. I gave them one small victory. You must battle stronger than that. <laughs> they wore me down, dude. Yeah. They wore me down. War of attrition. You failed. Oh, my God. So. So today's the day. Today, a day for what? The, Why is today special? This is a momentous occasion, Why? sir. We haven't done a proper Marvel film review. And I'm thinking back, because I think we did a little brief thing on the Shang-Chi, and then we did... Uh, I, I gave a little blurb about Eternals on one episode. Yeah, yeah. And then, oh but, God, I watched that. Oh God, yeah, I know. So yeah, because it's on Disney Plus now, right? Mm -hmm. So and it's uh, what a fucked up movie. Yeah, like just so disconnected and strange. Well, th that's actually that's the word I would use. It wasn't even like it was necessarily a bad movie. It was just disconnected. Yeah, yeah. The whole thing was just like we're a part of this thing kind of but not really and <laughs> not even disconnected I don't but even like, mean but like no, disconnected like, from MCU no but I mean like the characters even oh, felt yeah, disconnected yeah. like that's what I'm saying it's like the theme was disconnected yeah like, I, I guess like not like oh the theme was disconnected no like the theme was title <laughs> disconnected yeah absolutely was. yeah yeah and I, I feel like there's a sense of every there are scenes they had scenes but I couldn't it felt like I was watching a uh, Inception, mm. where you don't know how you got somewhere. You're just, I'm in this scene now. Yeah. And then they cut and you're in another scene. You're like, I don't, I don't understand. I, why are these scenes like some of the cuts were not fluid? Yeah. Yeah. But it's story plot wise, like they just jump back and okay. forth. Yeah. And then, weird. so now that you've seen it though, now you kind of know. And, and let, let me just do this real quick before I make that point. So this is Alex Austin with Run Geek Official Podcast. With us on the pod today, we have. Plugging Adam. That, that, that was the. That's nice. annoying. That's I haven't said the topic yet, so that's just it. a hint. Yeah. At what's to come. Not really though. <laughs> <laughs> and just Rob. And just Rob. And what I was about to say about Eternals is that. Uh, so spoiler warning here. Crow, the main. What are they called? Deviants. Sure. Why not? Right. I just don't care enough. Guys, like I'm not guys. even kidding you. Well, the li the lizard can, bad guys. I can yeah. usually go through a bunch of information in a movie and stalk all of its lore and recall it like years down, like way later in my life. Yeah. For like the most like Galaxy Quest, I could give you so much fucking information on Galaxy <laughs> Quest right now. Oh, that's a great fucking. But movie. here's the thing, I remembered fuck all about Eternals. I watched it last week. I'm with Rob on this one, actually. I, I know that there's week. there's deviants. Oh, oh, and there's some guy who looks like a character that belongs in fucking Anthem. Yeah, and none of that matters. But yeah. there's 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 Who's the guy that looks like he belongs in Anthem. The guy with it literally starts with an A for his name. 
I don't even fucking remember his name. The god or whatever the fuck he's not. Oh, the, the guy, guy they talked to. He's like, hey, go do shit because I told you to and because I tell you to, oh, you what, should do it. What's his name now? now that's Ansem or something. Ansem, Ansem. Or something like I think that. it's Ansem Am- or something. Amway. Uh, Doesn't so, matter. Amway. <laughs> but what I was going to say was uh, Crow the Deviant, like his whole storyline along with Angelina Jolie, to me, that felt like something that was completely 100% added in after the rest of the movie was Crow. already made. I don't even remember who that is. I think Crow. that was his name. The head, the head deviant, the deviant that evolves. Oh, got it. Yeah, the yeah. deviant that becomes a man. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That one. So, it just, that whole oh. thing seemed just so shoehorned in. Because yeah. it didn't matter. Like, he showed up. And I guess, arguably, he had to be killed so he didn't stop them from, you know, stopping the guy coming yep. out of the middle of the earth or whatever, the Eternal. However, like, he didn't serve a purpose at all, even to that end. Like, I don't think he would have stopped them. That's the weirdest thing. So I, I just I don't I don't fully understand this and, and I don't fully understand why that storyline even had to be in there. It just made And he looks too much like Galactus. Yeah. Um Oh, the, the Eternal coming out of Earth? Well, no, I any of the Eternals. Like the, the Ansem and Turtle kinda look like Galactus. Yeah, yeah, they all look kind of like Well, Galactus is an Eternal. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. So that makes sense. And it's just yeah. fucking shitty. It's like, why did you just make him Galactus? Yeah, yeah. He was uh, <laughs> but I guess Galactus, different different story. Different. But I guess he yeah. eats planets or Galactus destroys planets. So we're we're still saying the wrong name, by the way, and it's bothering me, but I don't even care enough to look it up. Nope. My phone is not in my hand right now. I'm not going to verify this fact because Eternals as far as I could tell, doesn't matter. Can we just move matter. on? To be the, honest, the best part though. The best part though. Did you see the after credit scene? Don't care. Okay. I actually didn't even stop to watch that. Okay. This is the first Marvel movie I've so ever done. After that. credit scene, uh, uh, brought in both. Uh, and this is spoiler warning again. Skip ahead like thirty seconds here. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. This whole Black, thing's a spoiler Black cast. And uh, Blade. What? There was Blade's voice in the background. Uh, I didn't know this. Yeah, yeah. Don't care so, anyway so <laughs> it was it was exciting though guys it was well that, no it's exciting like blade cool sure whatever but i mean like at the same time i don't care yeah but the eternals <laughs> turned out to be and it, this was the year with four marvel films partially because of the glut from last year right because theaters were closed but it almost felt like eternals was just kind of like here's a filler and that's yeah. it and spider-man's coming in december it which felt it like did. an anime filler that's exactly it what did. it felt like yeah. it felt like an anime yeah. filler but so, that, but that's because it laid the but like the ground wave. The, the problem was like there was definitely stuff in that movie that like they could have totally expanded on. I thought that could have been very very interesting. Like, yeah. but they just didn't. And a lot of the a lot of the cast, not all of the cast. Some of the cast were great, but there was a good chunk of the cast that like the actors or actresses just didn't feel like they gave a fuck. Yeah, like they're just like. I'm playing generic role. I'm going to act like generic role. Here's the deals. They probably understood what was going on about as well as we did. And therefore, and it's hard to act no, when you don't get your I, character. I, I'm not trying to throw a javelin through some hapless actor's chest. Sure. I'm just saying, like, somewhere in the process, somebody fucked up and nobody stopped and said, yeah, guys, this is really bad. Yeah, I know. No one and they, and, they, and they needed to. And they didn't. Because like I'm, a lot of it felt like like I've seen these a lot of this cast in other movies. They're good usually. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like I agree. So they just had nothing in this one. Yeah. There's no substance. I felt like I was. You know what it felt like? Actually, what's a great example? Like a good uh, like uh, equivalency of it? The Warcraft movie. Oh yeah. Yeah 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 yeah. Both garbage. Oh yep. oh oh oh. Heartless. Uh, 
Yeah. Soulless. Yeah. The what cel- was soulless? The celestial we've been referring, referring to its name is Erishem. Oh, you did look it up. Yeah. It was just bugging me. It was just bugging me from like a personal I don't standpoint. even remember. You just said it. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Anyway, so that's how exciting that was that we totally forgot everything that uh, we learned from the film. So, yeah. so now that we But there is a movie that I think we all are fairly excited about. Yeah. And that's what we're here to talk about today. What? The Matrix? Yo, God. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but we are going to talk about the Matrix. We are yeah. four, four, Is, not Matrix one. That would be fun. So are, are we going to do that in the playing and watching? Sure. No. No. That's no. Wait. What? Yeah, yeah, so there are two movies we're going to talk about yeah. in this episode: Spider Man No Way Home. So we're talking about Spider Man, and we will mention Matrix and about as much as mention, we will mention, mention the last Matrix, movie. <laughs> I'm excited much. for it because I have not seen this, and I don't plan on seeing it. So I'm very excited for this to be completely and utterly spoiled. So I don't even have to worry about it good, anymore. Good. Good yeah, for yeah. you. So that's uh, that's what <laughs> I'm mad. About. You are you are doing better than both Rob and I. We so, appreciate that. Yeah. I could probably edit it for you, and you could watch in about 20 minutes. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah. Okay, I can, I'll do that. We can right now edit it for you even further and you don't even have to watch it just post it on thing. youtube no no no, no. Private, if we did it because it, it could be fun if i actually edited it <laughs> <laughs> the problem is i just don't have the time right now but down the road i might do it oh, I, okay. but I, what i really want you to do is like and if there's any moments in the film where they're just like stopping and staring without speech for any length of time there has to be a oh fart yeah always added in no please <laughs> add in fart noises yeah <laughs> I can't, I was, they're like in between lines like exactly so here's the thing I whoa res- I know fart foo yeah here's the thing I can respect that comedy but as um, a creator I can't do it oh really I can't do it I could I'm not I'm not I, no no no, no that's frankly. fine yeah no I, I, no like I said I have absolute respect for anyone who can but I just can't it yeah. just I don't have that um, that uh, comedic like groove well I can help you with that because on this very episode of Ronald Geek Official Podcast, we could do it right now. I was I was gonna leave it silent for you to add it in. It's done. It's over. We can't do it. It's, you can, it's you not can artificially just add it in. How do they know whether that was artificially added afterwards or not? That's How do they point. know that? That's a good point. They you well, they do the now. magic. They do now. <laughs> The magic of podcasting. Yeah. So anyway, Ugh. this movie is uh, its an old movie now. It's from last year. So this is already a few weeks <laughs> since it came out. Spider-Man No Way Home came out to great critical praise. Ended up just absolutely smashing some box office records, uh, particularly in the age of COVID. Yep. Uh, I don't know if it, it ultimately overtook Black Panther. Is like the largest grossing like MCU I don't know. solo title film or solo film. But obviously there's air quote solo. Yeah, film. yeah air quote solo <laughs> film. And uh, and this will be a spoiler cast for Spider Man No Way Home. So if you don't want to, if you haven't seen it yet, and you're way behind the times here, which I can't imagine there's anybody left who hasn't seen it at this point. Yeah. So yeah. I think I just want to kick this right in. We're just gonna go right into this. I am kind of bothered by the Spider Man movies in general. I don't find them to be that amazing. Did you watch the Amazing Spider Man movies? Because <laughs> it's in the title. They, they were called yeah. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I get that. But what I mean is they depend so much on the greater Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Like the first Spider-Man, not as much as the rest, which is why I think it's the best one. Mm -hmm. And the second one absolutely depended on his relationship with Tony Stark. Okay, we're talking about this current iteration of Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it does require a little bit of clarification. Yeah, yeah, the the Tom Holland versions. (laughs) Whereas I still think the second one was good and the story plot was good and the whole um, how they, you know, tricked with Mysterio and did that relationship was really cool and interesting. Oh, the that that particular thing was awesome, I thought. Yeah, it was awesome. But I felt like the relationship that Tom Holland or that, that Spider-Man has with the greater MCU actually degrades and 
negatively impacts the Spider-Man movies as a whole. I think that's why they dropped it from yeah, the last Yeah, apparently one. that's what Sony thought as well. Well, this one was still kind of tied into that <laughs> greater bit, yeah. MCU. And it's with, still, with Strange, yeah. Yeah, they basically said, you need to accomplish a thing while also doing these other things. And the one thing I can say, and I don't care, this is spoiler. This is, yeah, we always we're do always spoilers. spoilers we always yeah. do spoilers. We should just drop anymore. the warning at this point. I know, it's, we it's, really <laughs> should. Um, we can call it Ronan Geek spoiler cast if you like. No. Well, it'll, it should be in the title for this one, maybe. Ah, screw that. <laughs> uh, so, is this did more for the old Spider-Man movies than anything else? I, it, I, oh, yeah, totally. It mattered totally. more to Amazing Spider-Man and the original Spider-Man than it did for Tom Holland Spider-Man. Big time. Mm, I don't completely agree with that, but I do see where why you would say that. Okay. I think that this was still very much a Tom Holland thing, but I think that they chopped off probably half the movie and gave a, a, a quarter of it to each of the other Spider-Men. Got it. But uh, I think that solidly 50% of this movie is Tom Holland. And I think a lot of this movie depended... And, and the wider cast, sorry. Yeah, and yeah. I think a lot of this movie, its value depended on you having watched the original two Oh, films. 100%. No, that that's undeniable, I think. Yeah. Like, you can go into it, and you'd be like, okay, just another Spider-Man. And you wouldn't get a lot of the context jokes, though, for like what, what else is going on. Yeah. But, I mean, ultimately, you could survive it. It wouldn't be a huge detriment to the film. But you miss out on the extras that everybody else is getting. Not just that, but you miss out, I think, on the character development, the character growth, or the characters of the villains. Because the villains got a lot of attention in this one. A lot of in attention. humanizing them. Yeah. I, think that they, I think that some of them deserved more. Oh, oh totally. For sure. Totally. Yeah, for sure. Okay, like who? I gotta ask who, who deserved more. Doc Ock. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and Green yeah. Goblin. Yeah, eh. yeah. I think Green Goblin was fine myself because he got he got it quite a bit, and we got to see like the the downtrodden side of Norman Osborn. Yeah, yeah. and Will, like, Willem Dafoe ultimately like kind of stole oh, yeah. the show there for a while. Like, yeah. he was well, I mean, he always does. Absolutely on point. Absolutely you know, incredible. And, and he and whenever he played the Green Goblin before, it was exactly the same. Like it was like really well done. Yeah, yeah he's got the crazy laugh. But this time you could see face. his face. You know what I mean? Which which made a big difference. I felt. Yeah, they didn't cover it as much in this yeah. movie. That's correct. I yeah. think they learned. I think that was one of the things he probably hated in the original movies. As an actor, you want your face to be seen, and you need your face oh, to be dude, seen because he's so expressive for that character. Yeah. You're yeah. expressive, especially yeah. Willem Dafoe's face. Like right. that's not a face you hide when you want a creepy, crazy dude. Oh, dude, face. yeah, yeah. He's yeah. So, he's so incredibly good at so, it. I really like the way they designed it where he he starts off as like, okay, he puts away the mask, but it's like, I don't care if you put away the mask. The mask isn't Green Goblin. You're Green Goblin. Right. Yeah. And they kind of make that clear on this one, whereas before in the original series, it was the mask was Green Goblin. The other the one armor was, and stuff, yeah. was Harry Osborn. Right. Whereas this no, one, they're like, no. Nope. Norman Osborn. Norman Osborn. Sorry. Yeah. Norman Osborn. So in this one, they're like, hey, you don't need the mask. The mask isn't Green Goblin. That's fine. And, and I like how they slowly turn his outfit into like oh no he's just wearing like a random brown hoodie mm -hmm. or like a purple hoodie it was a purple hoodie random purple hoodie and it slowly over time because of the fighting that's going on rips and it eventually turns into the the like more of the hobgoblin style yes. yeah. you know hoodie where it's just no mask or that and it's all shredded yeah fucking awesome looking right great costume growth and development and great yeah. costume design yeah. i loved it yeah and i like that they sort of 
a couple of interesting things here because like it's something maybe we take for granted in superhero movies from the past, right? But why why are the enemies acting the way they act? And in this, they treated it like almost like some sort of like mania, like some sort of like mental issue, like as particular in particular with Doc Ock, right? So and then so they sought to like cure him, and then they decided to try and scientifically cure the other enemies who were pulled in from the greater Spider-Man multiverse, right? Yeah. So that was a really interesting plot thread. I didn't expect that. That was the direction it was going to go. I thought each one was going to pop in for a quick couple minutes. You know what I mean? And then he, you know, beat him and send him back through the portal or whatever. You know, send him back to where they came from. So yeah. the fact that they ended up staying and playing such a central role to the course of the film was really fascinating to me. Yeah, like that was extremely cool. Unfortunately, there's just too many. Yeah, they, there was too many to give because yeah, to yeah. give them the time they needed to really. Well, and some didn't right. Like the lizard, not so much. Electro, he's better in this, but kind of still not that much. I think the old, this is this is the kind of the lesson that Spider-Man 3 failed at to a small degree. The reason this one's successful, there are a lot of characters. We didn't get to spend enough time with each of them, I think. Mm-hmm. I think that's absolutely true, which is why people want to now go back and get an amazing Spider-Man movie, mm-hmm. getting an original Spider-Man movie, because they do want to spend more time with those characters yeah. now. But I think this movie learned a lesson that Spider-Man 3 and a lot of other movies failed at. Which is, and we've said it before, you are not allowed to have a large universe with many characters and working with many characters until you have shown those characters to us as a whole. Yeah. Until they get their own movie. Doc Ock got his own movie. Green Goblin got his own movie. Now he's just another piece because we already know that character because we've seen him in previous Mm -hmm. movies. Whereas Spider-Man 3 got kind of famous for trying to build too many characters all in one movie and yep. we've kind of said that a lot yeah. where you can't create a new character yeah, that's sandman venom surfboard ninja like everybody's all in one one big nasty film yeah <laughs> so it, it didn't work out great you just don't have time for it yeah whereas this one i think it was okay because all the characters they brought in we have already experienced full movies or series with them so we were comfortable with just getting the snippets because we knew when they say a word we knew how that meant and what it was related to. We could feel the character more and mm. where they were going. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to that end, they did an incredible job, man. Honestly, like the, the, the enemies are more fleshed out in this than they've ever been. I liked that they kind of treated the original Spider-Man films, the original five films as an extension of the MCU as a result of that as yeah. well. So, and, and I like that they sort of pulled them in and fleshed their stories out the way they would have done with uh, other characters within the MCU. Um, and it also kind of resolves uh, a, a big issue that I think they could have run into if they kept Spider-Man going the way that it was in so much as, you know, are they going to retread on a Harry Osborn storyline? But there's no Harry Osborn in the MCU, right? Yeah. And they kept it that way. And are they going to retread on Doc Ock storyline? But so far, Peter Parker had never met a daughter, Dr. Otto Octavius, yeah. which they could have retread on, but now they're not going to, right? So it's really exciting to see they got some of that out of the way in this. Uh, some of the heavy lifting I think they needed to to keep this particular Spider-Man going for longer. Because I was kind of of two minds after seeing it myself. Uh, on one hand, like I really enjoyed the film. I'm glad they kind of went tabula rasa with it. I'm glad they're kind of restarting with Spider-Man being unknown and kind of going to yeah. be able to do his own thing from a, from a less technological perspective. Cause he's a genius too. He can come up with his own technology. Right. Yep. But, but on the flip side of that, I was like, I, I feel like they almost went real heavy handed with it in particular with the memory wipes from his, his best friends yep. and his girlfriend. Right. Because Sony wanted them to do it because Sony wants to get Tom Holland in one of their films. Yes. Right. Which certainly that's how Venom is going to show up. <laughs> well, I, that's the thing that I'm curious. So I, I do have two questions regarding that. One, this gives them a chance to do to redo the romance story with the same character. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want to see that again. Yeah. I don't I don't need to see a romance story again. Uh, the other thing 
is it gives an opportunity for I think the Ned Stark is an interesting or Ned not Ned Stark Ned uh what the hell's his last name I don't even remember his last name Ned Ned oh his friend Ned his friend Ned yeah yeah so there's a story arc in the comics where he and they actually kind of allude to it make reference to it where I think at some point one of the other uh, Spider-Man go yeah I had a best friend too he became a villain and tried to kill me oh yeah and they both kept yeah they both had best friends that was those <laughs> venom yeah. yeah and yeah. Ned kind of goes. Tom, or, you know, Peter, I will never betray you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then later on, he does the whole sling ring yep. thing, showing that he has magical intent. There yeah. is a comic series where Ned, as a friend, does get magical powers and turns into a villain for really? Peter Parker. What, what, mm-hmm. What's his alias? Does he have an alias? I don't remember off the top yeah, of my he's head. Just it, Ned the Sorcerer? Yeah, it's one of those, like, things that I vaguely remember from off in the distance. It's like, oh, huh. I know that's a thing, but I don't remember the de- details of why it happened or why he, yeah. what, what ended up resolving it or whatnot yeah just an aside too i love that dr strange was no longer the sorcerer supreme yeah he was like yeah <laughs> and he's just like wearing sweatpants and there's like this disaster happening in the headquarters yeah. for the sorcerer supreme and he's just ignoring it like it was just so good there's just the two uh uh interns yeah. shuffling inside the house yeah <laughs> the interns were good too that was yeah. funny that was uh, funny i'm assuming that we're gonna see mj as venom when the next movie comes around is that your expectation? Yeah. You think? That'd yeah. Be sick. Because I'm assuming that when uh, Venom is going to start symbioting the people, it's going to somehow get onto one of them because that's how it'll dig out their memories. So I think slightly differently. I think we're going to see a more classical story where I think what's going to happen is we're going to get um, the classic Spider-Man Venom story, right? Where it bonds Already to Spider-Man. It. I don't think it's going to. Oh, you like that? Maybe. And maybe that's how it finds MJ. Because it's seeking Spider-Man, right? Yeah. It doesn't need MJ's memories, right? Because the whole shtick no, 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 here is that it already I... remembers who Spider-Man is. Yeah. Through its other symbiotes across the multiverse. Sorry, there's there's more to it than that. Because I think that MJ is going to become us like a spider character as well. I, I think so too. I think they'll utilize the dialect. Because... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, I think you're wrong. I think she might show up. Um, as like there might be a multiverse version of her, but it won't be the MJ we know. Hmm. I don't agree. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think because they they've already kind of played on the fact that like she's not Mary Jane, she's just MJ, right? Because yeah. she has like a different. So like I I think that I think they could play on a little bit, and she becomes this universe's version of Spider Gwen, whatever that may be. Yeah, right? yeah. I don't Spider think... Girl. Maybe they call. Well, it they call know. Ghost Spider. Spider Gwen isn't actual Spider Gwen's name, obviously. That would be very bad. Ghost name. Spider. Ghost Spider is mm-hmm. Spider Gwen. Actually, goes by Ghost. Spider. Yeah, yeah. Spider Gwen is our like colloquial yeah, yeah, term yeah. for her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that I think that they will do something like that for Zendaya. I think that's probably pretty good. I think the prediction. next movie will either be a Venom movie, probably, uh, and I think it'll at least do, in part. Yeah. yeah, and I think it'll do the whole Spider Man story plot. Story plot. The only question is, will Tom Hardy be the Tony? Will be no. The Eddie Brock that we know Eddie Brock to no. be, or will there be a whole different new actor that takes on Eddie Brock? Probably, yeah, probably. That we don't. That yeah. I don't know. That's about because yeah. he was in this, uh, and then they sent him back to his yeah. own. Yeah, he universe. was here just so that they could get a bit of the Venom symbiote, yeah. which didn't even make sense to me. So are they suggesting that that Venom, so uh, Tom Hardy's Venom, takes place in the same universe as Andrew Garfield's Spider Man? Is that what they're asserting? No. No, just a different universe. Just then, a different Then one. how did he get sucked in? Because I thought it was only those who knew Spider-Man so that got sucked in. the shtick here, first of all, there's actually two characters that technically broke that rule. Okay. Um, One is Electro. 
and he technically but he never, knew about spider-man he knew about spider-man but he, he never knew Parker. who spider-man was gotcha however there is a caveat to that there is a moment in the mm. movie where he was in where he was pulling data through yeah. the power lines that's the mm-hmm. statement he was making oh um and in the second movie the statement is that he actually at some point pulled in that data even though first of all it's power lines that's not how data works but (laughs) you know we're talking about interdimensional multiversal stuff so the the guy would also be a cooked chicken with the amount of power he was taking in so it doesn't matter well he's an electro (laughs) pure energy he's pure energy not the time wasn't yeah he was not the time wasn't Okay, I don't remember the movie that well. He re- he remanifests to a physical entity. Is that that's what why they were able to pull? That's where they so when they put the device on him in this movie to start draining his power, yeah. he didn't just disappear, did he? No, fair enough. No, he's flesh and blood again. My yeah. point. Okay, it's so he got that sweet sweet MCU electricity or whatever he said, the, like the I get right. yellow yeah. electricity. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. But so he he the the shtick there is if anyone's curious why he never ne- they never revealed that he figured out who Spider Man was in his movie. Right. They make that claim as to how he knew and why he got sucked in because right at the moment that he got sucked in, he learned. Yeah, yeah. At that exact same moment. Hmm. Um. Now, as for Venom. Venom is a fucking weird... The symbiote bullshit are yeah. very fucking weird. Okay. They are actually not exactly aliens. They're technically demons. Okay. And because of that, they're of their own plane of existence. Therefore, they are not bound to the multiverse per se. So what happens is the symbiote of one multiverse is technically the same Venom as another. Okay. Actually, I should be clear. All the symbiotes are technically one entity. Okay. Technically. Yeah, yeah. It's a loose connection, but it's still one. I think that's kind of hinted at that they're a hive mind. They're kind of a hive yeah. mind. They could be disconnected from the hive mind for a short period. Right. They talks rejoined. about that in the first Venom Does movie. Does he? Yeah. yeah. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. So they can disconnect from that hive mind, but ultimately they are an, a total a hive mind. Yeah. So the idea is that Venom in one multiverse knows who Spider-Man is because of the Peter Parker from the mm-hmm. first three movies. So technically you would know across the multiverse. So across the multiverse, all the symbiotes know. Mm-hmm. And therefore, the Venom with the Eddie Brock, the, the the Venom movies, Venom knows. Now, the Venom and the Venom knows it kind of. Like, clearly he has a sense of it, but not a, all of the data because the hive mind's not complete. <laughs> so it would have been funny if they had gotten, uh, what's his name, that played Venom in the third movie to show up instead. Oh, yeah. It would have actually made more sense. In the, in the sense of, like, drawing the lines. Yeah, they would have. But I think, obviously, they wanted to do the thing they yeah, have today. I know. They wanted I, 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 I completely get it. Plus, it's getting one more actor, right? So. Yeah. And it still makes sense. That's not something they added in the movies. Mm. Symbiotes are demons, technically, mm-hmm. um, in the cart comics. So it's not, like, a huge stretch. Like, it does make sense, mm-hmm. according to the comics. It's yeah. just for everyone else who doesn't know that is, yeah, it's really... I think a lot of it just came down to, just don't think about it too much. That's a lot of this movie, I find. It's a lot of a lot of movies, I find. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So, yeah, and I think uh, maybe there's a little bit to be said for the, um, uh, the different takes on Spider-Man that we saw side by side here, the different takes yeah. of Peter Parker. That was interesting to kind of see because it didn't really occur to me just how far off to one side like toby mcguire's peter parker is yeah he's way out there you know what i mean like in terms of his disposition everything like something's happening around him he's like oh oh this is great this is i love happening. it like yeah you know and, and then and then he interacts with that thing so differently than like andrew garfield's spider-man which is a little bit more he's like way more quippy he's like way in the other se- other end of the spectrum yeah, that's right? his, that's his defensive mechanism yeah, right he's yeah, trying exactly. he tries to laugh so he's not breaking down fucking crying half exactly. the time yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. and, then, and then you have the tom holland somewhere in the middle right so which is kind of how it shook down 
Um, he's still quippy sometimes, but he maybe so maybe he airs more on the Andrew Garfield side. But they really are Andrew he's, Garfield. Andrew Garfield does it so he doesn't cry, whereas Tom Holland's he's does it because he doesn't. He's go, he's he's nervous. He doesn't yeah, know yeah. what to do. He's got he, goofy right. energy. He's got goofy energy. That's right. Yeah, yeah. good call. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, and I thought, quite frankly, I thought the Andrew Garfield one kind of stole the show. I think he did. So like, I, he he did yeah. so good. Like, so that was the weird thing about watching Andrew Garfield's because if you watch the movies, you're like, he's not actually a bad Spider Man. No. At all. all. Like, if you watch, like, him in his in his actual movies. But, like, he was missing something the whole time. And nobody could ever really place it. And it's just, like, his movies just stopped after the second one. So we never really got a good feel for him over the, like, longer view that we had for all the other Spider-Men. Mm. And so it was nice to see him in this one and where he ends up killing it, like you said. And, uh, yeah, I was, I was Im- thoroughly impressed with his... Yeah, how he shook out and as it was, a character. It was an emotional moment when he caught the MCU's MJ too. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that was an emotional moment, right? Like he was really welling up there with some tears, right? Like it was yes. becoming it's very real to him. And maybe, uh, maybe to the to the actual man Andrew Garfield as well. Maybe it was because like his character finally had some redemption, some, oh, some for sorely sure. needed redemption. I think we all knew it was mostly the writing. Yeah, uh, we all knew, and I think there was a part of it that everyone kind of went the Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker was too cool. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And I think that was a huge problem is everyone was like, yeah, he's too cool. He's too too much of a cool guy. Peter Parker is supposed to be an outcast. Yeah. And Player a as an alternate version, like alternate reality fixes that. Uh, you're you're absolutely right. Mm. It does. Because like, but up until the point where they had it as a multiverse, until that point, it wasn't the case. Yes. So he was just incorrect. But now that they have made it a multiverse thing, there are allowances that can be made. Yeah. yeah you're, you're absolutely right about that. It's not just that, you know he played it better in this one. It's that it's allowed more because he is a weird version of Spider-Man. So it's yeah, allowed. But like you look at like Tobey Maguire's where he's organic based Spider-Man. Yeah. So. Yeah, you're absolutely oh, right. Oh yeah, and they were like, what the fuck? There, like, there, are, like, there, are, like, there are a lot of weird differences between the multiverse. Another one's a pig. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like there's the, the spider characters are all very, it's funny because they all share some very obvious similarities, but they all have some drastic differences too. Yeah, now th- that's an interesting question. Now that you bring this up, do you think that and through in, into the Spider Verse played a role in our acceptance of this? One hundred percent, totally. Yeah, because because yeah. until that movie came out, the line has always been multiverse shit just confuses people, which is so wrong. Yeah. Clearly. It, well, it's not that hard. It's like, okay, have you ever read one book? Yeah. Now, have you read a revised version of that book? It's like that. Oh, yeah. really? It's like, have you read the book? Have you seen the movie? That's a multiverse concept, technically. Yeah. Yep. It was, uh, and I think it was that and Avengers Endgame, which was kind of the one-two punch about multiverse and alternate timelines the, and things like that. The thing was that it was never the 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 audience that needed to like clue in on that. Anybody who's read fucking comics and followed these characters could have filled in their friends easily. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. It was 100%. The pro- producers, because they're fucking morons, yeah. Yeah. had an idea in their head that people just couldn't get it because they think that they're so much more intelligent than everyone, and it's not the case. <laughs> I, I think there's a concept there where the producers, because they don't know these worlds, they're just, you know, they're just money people. They probably don't do comics too much, except for the producers we're getting today, the Kevin Feige's who actually go and research the stuff. But I suspect there's a lot of old man producers that are going... Oh, I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. So it's right. not going to make sense to the rest of the world. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. 100% what it I'm was. I'm not going to goddamn pay for three Spider-Men in one film. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I totally get the concept. <laughs> I do really understand the concept of if I like something, statistically speaking, there are millions of other people who will also enjoy it. Yeah. That's kind of what our podcast is built on. We like this. We would want to 
this product. Mm-hmm. Therefore, we put it, the product out there. Yeah. Um, and so I totally understand that. But the problem is, is you're making a judgment call on a product that already has a history, not a new product. Yeah. Mm. So the, it's like they're acting like there's no research. There's no testing. Yeah. Or there's no one who would know it. Yeah. You no, know, there are plenty of people. You could go find them. Yeah. And the thing is, like, they also, like, it's like, do you not know what the internet is? The moment somebody's confused by something, they're going to look it up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And guess what? Uh, all of the comic people, surprise, surprise, are anal retentive fucking nerds that document everything. <laughs> and every theory is documented because you know True. why? We got nothing else to do. That is yeah, true. Yeah. Spe- speaking of theory, saw a good one online about um, so Doctor Strange's spell, which is the best part of the movie. In my yeah, yeah, so it was so I, good. I fucking love it. Was that so scene. good. The whole the way it fell apart. Where he's just yeah, like yeah. constantly like, all right, another fucking alteration of the spell. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. I don't even know what the fuck it is anymore. And I, also, <laughs> I was also really impressed by his uh, the sort of multiverse battle between him and and Peter Parker. That was extremely cool. Yeah, and, and I really liked that. He was trying to grab the thing from Spider-Man as he held him, right? And, P- and Peter Parker's soul was out of his body at yes. that point, right? And yet mm-hmm. the reflexes of Spider-Man, the entity, were still active. Yeah, because it's, compul- it's like innate in the body. I thought that was so cool. Like, I thought that's that's pretty fucking brilliant. Like, I really like that scene. So, so the real question, though, is when, multi- when the Mirrorverse Spider-Man came back, what happened to the other Spider-Body? They even they joined before they went to the Mirrorverse. They they he didn't he yeah, didn't yeah, do yeah. the oh yeah he did go back. You're right. Yeah, he right. went back before I they thought, entered because I was in my mind it was just that he shot him into the Mirrorverse that way. Yeah, so that's there not the case. is okay, an yeah. interesting question. <laughs> that would have been funny though. <laughs> there is an inter- interesting question about Spider Man that I've got to ask you guys your opinion. So obviously Spider Man does have known quantitative powers. He is a bit faster than any normal human being. Yep. He's clearly yeah, yeah. stronger. Oh yeah, he's got a healing factor. We all know that. Do you think he is? so much quicker because he clearly dodges things that are like bullets. Yeah. Do you think he that he is faster than a bullet or do you think that the senses allow him to react sooner than anyone else normally it's would the be sensors. The sensors. So but, he's but not super fast. I, I, think, actually, I think he's reacting to like he's reacting to like the, the trigger pull not the bullet. You know what I mean? I think he's reacting to like. Actually the, I think it's the intent. I, I oh, would really? rob. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So as soon as he feels the mood change or whatever. Because and you know what actually funny they showed the spider senses around their heads. I don't know if you guys saw that. No. It was really fucking subtle. No, I didn't. Really? Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple times where you could see like the actual like sense lines. Like the halo type of like not the, yeah, like it's like a halo, but like the squiggly line version of oh, it. Oh yeah, interesting. But they're like, like they're, it's like it looks like air. it looks like mirages. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. No, I never noticed that. Either that I, don't know, or, I guess I never noticed okay, that. Okay, here's the thing. Might not have been there. I was really high at the time I watched this movie. <laughs> But I'm like, he's like, why does MJ have it? <laughs> I'm, at least, I'm at least 14% sure it was there. So. <laughs> a solid 14%. Solid 14%. I think, I think a high 14% is a pretty good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a high 14%. So, nice. so either it was not there, in which case then thank you, my brain, for editing that in because that was a treat <laughs> for me. Uh, but yeah, no. And when it comes, comes to the senses, I think it, it's a lot. There's a lot about the spider sense that is just like not explained. Yeah. And I get that that's probably done on purpose, but like there's a lot of assumptions you can pull with that. Yeah. And I don't think it's just a sense. I think there's a lot more to it. There's a lot of discussion about it being a supernatural ability. It is 100% a supernatural ability. Uh, or yeah, like rather than it being you know, magical in nature, I should say, rather than being um an exemplary physical skill. It's not it's, a physical skill. It's more of a think. magical divine like something beyond the physical. I, I, I think it's I, scientific. It's just beyond our scientific understanding. I think it has something more to do with spiders in the universe. Maybe. 
because there's other spider characters that do weird shit that shouldn't be explainable oh for sure for sure uh, in that series so i mean that's what kind of how i think i will say that i liked how he when he clued into what the mirror verse was it was interesting but i think that that also was um i don't think that that was intelligence i think that the spider senses identified something and then it snapped into yeah, his yeah. mind mm. because because here's the thing a bunch of other very intelligent people have been in the mirror verse and never draw him that connection. Yeah, but Spider-Man is generally known to be like super intelligent. And so... I, I and I'm not saying that he's not, but I'm but the way that it went is just like it came out of nowhere. I think that because I think it's a combination of a few things. One, because of his hypered senses, first of mm-hmm. all, he thinks faster than most people. Yeah. Um, because he acts faster, therefore he has to think yeah. faster. Not only that, but because of his senses and everything like that he probably notices more things than other people do. Mm-hmm. So it's not just a sense of intelligence. It's a, other people are in the mirror dimension and they notice shapes, but they don't. Right. But that's what I'm saying. That's why I it. think that the senses kicked in. Yeah. I think the senses allowed him to not just notice that shape and that sh- or one shape, two all shapes, of the shapes, allowed him to notice everything yes. around him yeah. all at once. And yeah. he went, hold on. We, if you look at one or two things, okay, that's not a pattern, but if you look at everything around you, suddenly you, yeah. and you're constantly seeing that, yeah. you you see the pattern, whereas other people, no matter how smart they are, they, they may be high int, whereas they don't have the high wisdom yeah. like Spider-Man does. Boom! There you go, D&D references. <laughs> um, two things then. So one was the theory I was going to mention earlier. I just remembered I, did, I didn't actually get to it. So regarding the spell, so that it only takes place for people who knew of Peter Parker on Earth. So there is a chance in the wider MCU that anyone who is off planet might actually still remember. Did they say that? Uh, I believe he, yeah, he said something like everyone in the entire world or something like that. So like it is specifically referenced in the film. Okay. That, that it is the entire world. But it, So Peter it, Quill could show up and be like, hey, what's up, Peter? Exactly. And everyone yeah, else yeah, yeah. like, who? <laughs> but yeah, even though I don't, I don't know if he ever knew that there was Peter Parker. He did. But, he like, but like Nick, Nick Fury would be kind of the one. Who oh, that would have been right. interesting. Yeah. yeah so because okay. so he's up on, you know, sword right now. So yeah. Um, so that that could be one thing. And then second point I want to make, uh, just to kind of wrap it up here, was uh, the action in it was extremely good. And I especially enjoyed the more brutal fights between like Green Goblin and Peter Parker. Like yeah. MCU Peter Parker, like especially at the end there. Holy shit. Yeah. Like, that was a violent fucking fight. Like they did really good with that. And I like that they gave each Spider-Man their time to shine. Our Spider-Man or the MCU Spider-Man got his time to learn the lessons that all the other Spider-Man had to learn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he finally became the Spider-Man we know with yep. the lessons that we classically know. Yeah. Andrew Garfield got his moment. Uh, yeah. You know, he's constantly going over how to how he would do the situation different. Yes. Saving uh, Gwen. Yeah, yeah. And this time he got to do it. So he, he got his it. moment. Whereas the Tobey Maguire, who is the more um, loving and caring. Got Spider-Man, stabbed. Got stabbed. <laughs> Again. Again. Yeah. Got his <laughs> moment to do the thing that Spider-Man should be, which yeah. is kind and caring and loving yeah. for and, others. And, sa- and saving even the worst of humanity. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think I like that each Spider-Man got their moment. Yeah, right? yeah. But again, you could not have done this movie without all the other ones yeah. combined. Honestly, I actually, this movie made me like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man a thousand times more. Agreed. Interesting. Agreed. Yeah. Interesting. Like, as in, like but like the current that iteration of him yeah like i mm. want i want to see more of that i don't think i will I think everybody I came to. out of this saying like i want to see more of each one mm-hmm. and that's yeah. a really interesting thing that like people would be willing at this point and it's pretty clear that everyone would pretty much tolerate another 
Tobey Maguire one. Everyone would tolerate another Andrew well, Garfield. I one. think with the Tobey Maguire one, we all knew it wasn't Tobey Maguire because he had two good movies under his belt. Yeah, we yeah. all knew it wasn't uh, Sam Raimi because Sam Raimi is a great. Oh no, no the studio stuck their dick we so We all far know in the there. studio. Yeah, very yeah. publicly known. Oh. Yeah. The Amazing Spider-Man, I think, was a bit more gray area, yeah. which is why this one's more of a shock to people. Mm-hmm. Everyone wasn't sure if it was Andrew Garfield or not. Now we know it wasn't Andrew Garfield. Well, right. they, they really brought it back to its fundamentals in Amazing Spider-Man. And there was a couple story threads that didn't really ultimately wrap up. One And, and one was in regards to his actual parents. There was a lot of references in the first film to the right. fact that these they were on some sort of... You know, they disappeared under strange circumstances or they were on some mission or something like that that they hinted at. And they never really wrapped that up either. So it would be interesting to go back and see exactly what happened there in that universe. Maybe he gets a maybe he gets his own MJ then. Right. The thing is, though, I mean, we shouldn't really be that surprised to see people being willing to do this. When the Spider-Verse film came out, everyone was like, "Okay, pick that character, make a movie. We want more sweatpants Spider-Man now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like there, there were so many people just pointed to these different characters and they're like, we would watch a movie about this specific one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I kind of want to, all of them. I kind of want to see a Toby Maguire, old man, Spider-Man go through like the ringer, kind of like the, the sweatpants Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what story. he was because like, a couple times like, oh, my back. <laughs> oh, my back. Great reference. And then, yeah. uh, one interesting thing they didn't really hint at in this was any kind of like, uh, Miles Morales or anything like they that. They didn't hint at it. In my, oh, they did. Yeah, there was the jo- there was a joke. Electro makes the comment of like, "Ah, oh, I just kind of wished you were black." Or yeah. Something oh, like that. that's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just kind of hoping we were going to get Miles Morales. Not I, in this movie. I would be. I don't want the next movie to be Venom. I want the next movie to be Miles Morales. See, I wanted. I was actually kind of hoping that right at the end of the last fight scene, we were going to see more spiders arrive. Just late. Up. Just late. Just to make a cameo. I think that the way that they treated the other two as not just a cameo was the correct call. Yeah. But I think that they could have cameoed in other ones. True. There was a kid in Karate Kid season four that, mm-hmm. that just aired that would be perfect for Miles Morales. A black kid? Yeah. The young one who joined Cobra Kai. He'd be like, oh like, my God. Yeah. Yeah. He'd he be would the kick perfect butt. Miles Morales. Yeah. He would be a great guy. And he was, he was impressive because he was very like sort of meek and humble at the beginning. He kept getting chased off the mat. And by the end of the season, he sees obviously his storyline gets overly aggressive. You know yeah. what I mean? But he, so the kid has some range, range. that he can act yeah. with. But also, yeah. he was good with the physical stuff good. by the end of it, too. Yeah. So you're absolutely was, right. He would be a very yeah, good Yeah. I think Miles he'd be Morales. a spot on Miles Morales. Yeah, so yeah. anyway, studio execs listening to this. There you go. So <laughs> get him on the cheap. So we all liked the movie. Um, I, I don't think it's as good as the first Spider-Man, but I think it redeems a lot of the old Spider-Mans. That's my that's my final say on it. Yeah, good film. Yeah. Shrug. Yeah. It's hard <laughs> hard for me to even compare. You know what I mean? It's just so different. You it's, know what I mean? The MCU has mastered putting too much into a small package and yeah. then still making it feel like a complete package. Yeah. 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 So I, I could say I fully loved it and uh and uh I could couldn't say if it's my favorite or not. I don't know, but I would recommend everybody see it. If you if you've liked any of the Spider-Man films at any point in the past. Go and watch it. You I, you just won't be disappointed. You just yeah. won't. Something for everybody in here. So. That's true. Yeah. Even if you didn't like think it was amazing, you won't be disappointed. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think that gives us the little bit of time left to talk about the very little amount of time we don't want to talk about. We have like three minutes and 45 seconds left. Yeah. Uh, so it fucking sucked, eh? Okay. So <laughs> the- <laughs> we're talking about Matrix, Matrix Resurrection. Yeah. We've just right? moved on to Matrix Resolu- Resurrection. Wait, 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 res- Ma- resolutions. Matrix should never have been resurrected. That's what I'm calling this movie. <laughs> Matrix. Although, rest. Rob, you've seen, you mentioned to me you saw the whole movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, you made it through. Wait, I'm so sorry Adam for you. I did. I did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, 
I 100%, I have a prediction about this movie, or at least a theory. I don't mm. know whether it'll ever be proven or come out. I highly suspect the producers at Warner Brothers went to the Wachowski sisters mm. and went, we're going to make a movie. We want you to be involved. And the Wachowski sisters went, yeah, but no. Yeah. And they went, okay, that's fine. We're going to do the movie whether you like it or not. Yeah. With or without you. Yeah, yeah. One of the Wachowski sisters said, I don't care. <laughs> and the other one went, okay, maybe I should defend our name a little we, we bit. We did spend, a, like, you know, a decade of our lives developing this. <laughs> yeah. So the one of them joined up and made, and I shit you not, this is the plot of the goddamn movie, that Neo, they turned the Matrix, a quote, they started up a new Matrix. Yeah. And Neo was working on this video game called The Matrix, and they had to revitalize a new sequel for the game. Yes. Even though Neo, who's the main programmer, didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And that's the whole shtick is that the producer (laughs) company, who is Smith, was making him remake the game against his own will. Yeah, yeah. And the entire game was supposed to be like they were trying to think of ideas. So Agent Smith turns into like a video game producer. Yeah, hold on a second. So wait, what the fuck did he keep calling him again? I don't remember. What did Smith constantly call Neo? Because it wasn't Mr. Anderson. I thought it was Anderson, yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't Mr. Anderson. No, he just called him Anderson. I don't think it was just Anderson. I, I think there's so, there something else about... Like, I remember just that specifically made me angry. Because he wasn't calling him the... Like, he wasn't using the same... He wasn't doing the Mr. Anderson. He wasn't... Yeah, he wasn't... He did it later on once they revealed who he was. Not really, though. No, he sucked at it. The thing is, like... But, like, he didn't... It's not even just that he didn't do the delivery properly. Whatever. The problem was that he didn't use the correct wording I like, like how it this wasn't, is what you're picking on. Because it wasn't the same character. I get that. But I like how this is what you're picking on versus the entire movie as a whole. Well, we already have established the movie shit. I'm going to okay. start picking it apart. All right. So, you gotta, you, you're, you're, <laughs> <laughs> so like, but the problem is, though, is that the movie could have not been shit. Because there was a lot of opportunity in the movie for it to be good. And a lot of it felt like a Matrix movie. What's funny. But they fucked it up in the mid to the end of it. But I think that it was done on purpose. I agree. I think it was done on purpose. I think the Wachowski sister who got involved I wants it, was Lana, it to fail. Wasn't it? I don't remember which one it is. It's just one of the Wachowski sisters. I yeah. don't remember which one it was. But it's so weird not seeing them as like working together. A That's duo? So, yeah. I totally agree. But I feel like the movie had some interesting things that it could have said. Which is it discusses this topic of is neo insane does neo remembering what happened in the past and these you know memories mm. that he has is he actually they're asking the question is he actually insane and that's an interesting thing for them to fuck with but the problem is is we already knew the answer yeah clearly couldn't have been like they're not going to tell that story and, and to be to be yeah to be honest there's a couple of small changes that they could have made to probably save the fucking film they just they did certain things that felt like it was literally a slap in the face the original series oh yeah as opposed to uh things but like small stuff like the crew of the ship that they're on like when they're traveling through the real world are all knockoff characters of the original crew for sure it's like but why do that because like the one before we actually meet the wider crew when we start meeting some of the new characters they're new characters yeah and they're interesting and when we first see the beginning where it's like there are parts of the code that are trying to simulate what happened to form a new, like the one. Yes. I thought that was brilliant because it's showing that like, there is something underlying the, in the code that is constantly searching for Neo. Effectively. Yes. And they're trying to like replicate it to figure out how this all happened. And it's like, it never goes the way they want it to because it's like, there's parts of it that are missing. Yeah. You need the human element. Well, they also need the other programs and those other programs were just in lockup. 
Yes. Like the Oracle wasn't there. Agreed. I right? think I think the worst part, the part that I called it, I, I put up my hands and went, this is the worst movie I've ever seen. I can't believe it. Oh, this. and for the <laughs> and for the record, there's a lot of Wachowski movies that I fucking one of my favorite movies is done by the Wachowskis, which is Speed Racer. Oh, really? Yeah. That was Wachowski's? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And a lot of people love that movie, too. It's that's, a, it, a, that's a cool Because they took a lot of risks with it. Yeah. They did. And it yeah. was so fucking colorful. See, I yeah. never liked that movie. I need to, I, I've you, said this a few times. I need to go back and rewatch you, it because I never liked it when I first you got to watch it. it as a popcorn flick because you will love it then. Okay. But if you watch if you try to watch it as like a serious adaptation, you're just going to hate yourself. Yeah, that's fair Because we already know that cartoon does not try. with like a monkey friend. Like yeah, you yeah. can't take it seriously. You, you never, you can never. <laughs> you take, have to treat uh, it like an anime where it doesn't make physical sense all right. the time. It's Cartoon, about the drama. Yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> cartoon and anime does not translate to real life, but this real life translation felt like it was honoring the subject matter. Yeah. Okay. So the moment that made me throw up my hands and give up, it was I don't know how far through the movie at this point they were fighting like I forget what they called them, the Lost Ones. It was the Merovingians goons. Yeah, I didn't care. They entered the Matrix for like the first or second and time. Was, and the Merovingian was a like a minor character from the what? second Matrix film. Right? No, he wasn't he was a, a minor pretty, character. He was, he was not a, a minor he was character. A, he was a huge antagonist of the second movie. Yeah. He was really? the antagonist. Yeah, because the idea, the idea was that he had his hands in everything and he was fucking with things. I don't remember him being that big of a role. He was... I remember at one at one point they had to get to like Monica Bellucci who was like in his company or whatever. Yeah. But he that was, was, it was just like a major plot point. It wasn't like... No, no. He was the antagonist in a lot of two and three. Okay, gotcha. Like he was, he was the big yeah, yeah. inside the Matrix. He was a rogue program, effectively. Yeah, but, as a right? but as a character, he's a rogue program who gets sort of slotted into every new Matrix, right? No. no. His shtick is that he can escape the Matrix. Okay. He yes. has a way to escape. So when they rebuild the Matrix, when they're about to shut down the Matrix, yeah. he just he gets shows himself... Up. Gets himself out and then comes back in when the oh, new Matrix is born. And yeah, he actually okay. talks about in the number two where he's like, I've been through multiple matri- Matrixes. Really? I have seen multiple Dude, of you I don't Neos. remember this Well, Yeah, all. he talks. He does mention multiple the ones. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like he's oh, lived okay. through many incan- incarnations part, yeah. of yeah. the Matrix. But I don't remember him saying that he lived through many versions of the Matrix. Yeah. I remember him alluding to it. I don't remember the exact lines. But... He, he, I don't remember the exact lines, but he does talk about it. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so he comes back, but this time because of what Neo did to him, he's like all disheveled and like homeless looking and he's just pissed off at neo because neo ruined it for him yeah. and at some point so they fight they all lose they lose the merovingian twirls his fucking mustache and jumps away and at that time he's like i will see you in the sequels yeah <laughs> they're like oh my god we're fucking done like we're done we're done. Like, the, the, the merovingian was 100 percent the wachowski's voice oh, of like dude. This is what's going on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, I, oh, I fucking hated that scene. And then, like, I like the Merovingian as a character. I, and I was like, the way that they, they did him dirty like that, I'm like. Oh. Sounds absolutely awful, guys. The, the, I don't know. Like, the, the part that sucks about this was that there were certain parts of the movie that were done really, really well. And there I were just other. I agree with that. <laughs> and there were other parts that were just so fucking bad. Everything was bad. There was, but no, there were certain aspects of like that you saw like callbacks to like the um, uh, Animatrix stuff. Sure. Where they started like you know bringing over machines and stuff like now, that. Now the machine against machine war, where the humans kind of involve themselves on one faction of the machines. That's something I'd like to see. I would have liked to see that come in like a whole film. Yeah, that's interesting yes. to me. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's really cool. Yeah, you're right. You're and there's there's that time period where that animatrix stuff kind of un, unloads yeah. in between the fucking movies. Yeah. So well, I think on. that takes place actually in the video games. A lot of this stuff references the video game. 
like the actual video game. The yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, the MMO yeah. or whatever that came. Because I, I just I think that's a really cool story or theme they could have gone with. Is like, oh, all of a sudden they're in the middle of this war and humans are losing bad, but then one of the machines ends up turning against the others, and then they have to you know join the machines, and that's yeah. that's the big you know. To be yeah, to be honest, that what they should do if they really want to do anything with the Matrix at this point is they should go okay, we had a good run, start it over again, but they need to start with the Renaissance. Yeah, they do. That's where they're going to make big money. If they make the Matrix, they can make it into a show. They focus around the Renaissance era and building up to where the movies were before you get there. Because then you can do the Renaissance. And then when the people start showing up in the Matrix, we can do all of the stuff with all of the limitations they had originally. Yeah. yeah. And that do makes like the more Matrix compelling stuff. one type of story. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yep, I completely agree. That would be very interesting. Um, I think the other thing that really bothered me about this movie was the action was trash. Neo, one of the big famous things about the other Matrix is the great like Chinese martial arts-esque martial yep. arts, like the very uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon yep. style yes. thing going like, on. Where they jump up and kick and then they land. and Yeah, yeah they do a lot of this cool wire stunt type yeah, stuff. exactly. Whereas in this one, Neo just sort of holds his hands out and does like a blast. Well, and I saw, I saw all the clips of that online and my issue with it was in the original Matrix film and to some extent the second and to some extent the third, but what they did is they took every kind of fight that they did, every kind of action sequence they did, and they just like upped it to the maximum level that it could possibly go. Oh, yeah. And for the most part, they turned out pretty good, in particular in the first Matrix, right? With, yeah. with with what they had available to work with at that time. So they took everything to its absolute max, and it was all so good. It was perfect. It's a perfect fucking film, in my opinion. Yep. So, and then, uh, and then the second one, obviously, as soon as they, you know, got a hold of that rubbery-looking CG, <laughs> that shit started to fall <laughs> yeah. apart a little bit. That rubber CG, I remember that shit. That was oh, funny. It's so, bad when like MTV can do a parody of everything and it looks just as Yeah, ouch. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's insulting. It was so good, that MTV parody <laughs> at the time. Oh, it was. It was one of the best with Will Ferrell. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 That is brutal. <laughs> it was good. It was entertaining. It was better than the film, I think, than the second film. It was better than, definitely better than Resurrections. Yeah. <laughs> that's a very low bar to hit. I know, but that's the great thing is you can slot we're, so much shit in there. We're force ranking every Matrix property and, and the MTV oh, Movie man. Award sketch ranks <laughs> at least above Resurrections, if not more. Like I said, it had potential. They <laughs> fucked it up. That's on them. It had an interesting philosophical Ergo, vis-a-vis, concordantly. <laughs> Yo, I love that shit. It was good. So, yeah, but also, good the stuff. analyst did not play a big enough role. At all. No, not at, at all. all. The analyst was like, and they had and the guy they had for him, Neil Patrick Harris, oh. is like, they could have done so much with that. I'm they sorry, could have Neil, done so much. Neil Patrick Harris is such a talented human being. Yeah. I don't even know if he's a human being anymore. He's so good looking. <laughs> he's the he's analyst. So, he's the analyst. He's so musically talented, art artistically talented. Yes. Uh, like I agree. great actor. Mm-hmm. Sounds like he's a very good guy in real in like human life. Like from what life. we hear from yeah. from what we understand. That he was so underutilized. In this. Yes, I know. So underutilized. I know. So uh, here's here's a fun fact: this movie cost about as much as uh, Spider-Man: No Way Home to make. Oh god! So 190 million to Spider-Man's 200. Good job. Million. Put it so, right down the hole. Spider-Man, Spider-Man make made a... over 1.6 billion. This made 140 million. So Smart. Big that's loss. how you kill it. That's how you kill it. And Good I, job, Lana. Yeah, and I think you, that's Lana. what she, I think that's what she wanted. <laughs> I think she did it just enough that she could get it past the publishers. Yeah. yeah. So the publishers will actually produce it. But not, a, but just enough that it will die. I genuinely she, hope that she you, comes out and says that that's exactly what she did. In, in all honesty, I hope so. In all honesty, it felt like she approached the movie as like, okay, here's my like script that I've been working on. But then she sabotaged it in very small ways. 
that she knew would just trigger the shit out of people. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and like, I genuinely think that's what she did. Yep. I, I, I think so. It sounds to me like she wrote this in response to the publishers demanding that she make this. It very much feels that way. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Like the, she's Neo in this in it, this story. It, yeah. The problem is, is that like this was the this this was the time where Matrix could shine and do something, and they dropped the ball. Yeah. Yep. And if it was dropped on purpose, all the more power to them. But I mean, like they ultimately at the end of the day, they dropped the ball. They they will never make another Matrix movie with Keanu Reeves in it. Yeah. 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 No. So I, I think this is the end we're gonna see of the Matrix until. I'm at least in my late forties. <laughs> oh, yeah, he, yeah. He, he might make a like cameo, a but that'll yeah. be it. Yeah, I completely agree. I'm I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Um, I I just I just am. I'm to fine. be honest, they should if they if they actually wanted to do it, they would have to cycle the Matrix again, and then Neo would have to play the role of Morpheus. That would the, be cool. for the next one. Actually, I'd rather see the uh, as or, the Oracle. That could be good too. Yeah, and um, oh shit, I forgot her character name. Trinity. Thank you. And Trinity could be uh, um, Morpheus in the next run. Yeah, that, hey, that'd be totally could. cool. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, I guess that about wraps it up for the Matrix Resurrections then. So, yeah. Very, very flattering review we've given it. I think everyone <laughs> will enjoy that very much. It's so. a shame. Yeah. It gets but, I mean, a that... 10 out of 10 for terribleness. That's it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, uh, it left it's a very disappointing. it left a very poor taste in my mouth, and I didn't even see it, and I do not intend to see it. Good so call. as soon as soon as I saw the people were divided, and then I realized that it wasn't just like people weren't divided because of some hyperbolic thing going on. I'm like, no. oh, it must be really bad. Like if 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 like legit people on the internet hate it, this I'm much. amazed people are divided. I'm surprised they're divided too. I don't see how. Well, some some people are like, oh, I thought it was really good, and I and I listened to it. I'm like, I don't know why any of that sounds good. <laughs> no, none of it felt good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it felt bad. Like I don't know, and it's just like, oh, my one friend was going off the handle. It's like, oh yeah, well this character is just so like politically charged. I'm like, who cares? I don't care. I'm like none of that mattered. I don't think it, like it, there was just so much other shit going on that none of the political shit mattered to me in the Which movie. Which is funny. Yeah. That and, and it's ridiculous too because I don't even think that it was that political. I'm like, this is exactly what you're gonna get from the Marchosis. Have you watched Sense Eight? Oh, like, totally. Which Sense Eight, by the way, amazing, great series. Why the fuck did that ever stop? I think it started to go. I, I think know, it jumped the I, shark a bit. I know why it did. I'm just pissed about it. <laughs> I think <laughs> it, it was great season one or something like that. However long it went on for. Actually, the beginning of season one i didn't like i struggled it with better. it at first it got way better it got better months. and then it got worse near the end and then it just canceled off i'm like oh so did yeah. you okay so this is a fun fact so this was obviously warner brothers studios big december release for this year do you remember what it was last year no <laughs> it was wonder woman 84 oh can you imagine having that bad of a december two like, years warner brothers always drops the ball this is not surprising <laughs> like think of like any movie recently that they've done that's good what they Zack Snyder's Zack Snyder's Justice League, well, <laughs> we, but, we, but they only did that fucking under duress. Yeah, like, yeah, like true, I don't true. not count. That. I, I even hope. if they played it up, fuck them. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. hope they don't fuck up the Batman. Of think, course I they are. I think that's gonna be good. I think it's gonna be. Good. Yeah, yeah. I think oh, I've been hearing so much fun shit about Onset. Oh no, really? Oh yeah. Based on what I'm seeing. I really like the tone, so I'm really hoping. Wait, sa- save the onset stuff for playing and or watching. We should talk a little bit about. Oh, that. I'm not going to yeah. bother. I don't want to get into All that. All right. Shit. Well, that does wrap <laughs> up this episode of Rona Geek Official Podcast. We had a lot of fun today talking about some Spider Man and some Matrix, Well, not so much the Matrix, but we did it anyway. <laughs> and uh, for your entertainment, uh, if you could please listen to this episode and all episodes of Rona Geek Official Podcast on Cephalopod app. So it is an app, at least co-owned by myself, and of course has from Grief Burrito is a big co-owner in that one as well. So please take a look at that app. 
Cephalopod app and listen to your podcasts on there. And also unlock some bonus content. We offer bonus content on there, bonus video yeah. content, bonus audio content. It's there. You can give us some tokens to help monetize that content as well. So it's a pretty cool place to help also us make more of it. And if you are a podcaster, you can do the same and it's free. So go check it out. Free to use. Anyway, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you all next week. Bye.